The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, hello, it's Thursday. A throwback Thursday, of course. Every Thursday is a throwback Thursday, and we should look back and pull up a lesson from the past. Doc Thompson invited me to join him this morning, which I do pretty much every Thursday. And uh, Doc Doc asked me to explain how I got into this business because we were talking about people loving what they do. And they do love what I do. And first of all, if at any point during this conversation today you want to be a part of what's going on here, you need to give us a call. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. The phones are engaged. They're open if you want to talk about what's going on because I, I have heard many different things being uh, offered in the last 24 hours, including the president should not go on his trip. I disagree completely, but if you think he should stay home and skip his trip to the Middle East and Italy, uh, Europe, he's going to go to Sicily, Belgium, he's going to meet with the EU leaders, as well as the uh, crown prince and the king of Saudi Arabia, So and the Pope, let's not forget the Pope, but if you think he should skip it, you can weigh in. I do have a vital question coming up that I'd like to share with you. Some weird stories today. And if you just want to weigh in via the Twitter, at StuntBrain on Twitter, it's been active all morning long. Yesterday's, yesterday's question about whether or not you are, um, you are supporting the president and, and continuing to support the president showed us, you know, well, in terms of impeachment, that... Only 28% of you saw that the the statement by Comey, if it was to kill the Flynn probe, would be an impeachable. 53% said, no, that's not impeachable. And 19% said, you're not sure, which is a high not sure. So we'll get to some of those topics today. It would be wrong to start the show without making note of two major events that happened just today. Um... Glenn Beck spent considerable time talking about uh, 
the death of Roger Ailes, which happened apparently within the last 24 hours. I'm, I'm not sure exactly when Roger Ailes passed. He was 77 years old, certainly had a major effect on news, a major effect on how news is delivered, how it is packaged, uh, how, how, we, how we can attach to a channel that provides both opinion and news. I never worked for Roger Ailes. I never met Roger Ailes. So I don't have any comment about Roger Ailes other than what we've seen in the papers. Ultimately, sadly, the reality is gravity killed Roger Ailes. He fell. That was the report I had just seen earlier. He fell and then went into a coma. And that's so often what happens in people of an advanced age. Gravity gets even with all of us. So uh, to, the, to the Ailes family, I hope... I hope you find comfort. I hope your faith, if you have faith, supports you. Nobody wants to see the head of a family taken away. Uh, again, I didn't, I didn't know Roger Ailes. I never worked for Roger Ailes. The division of Fox that I worked for was the entertainment division, the network, not the news channel. And there was, uh, and he was just 77, not exactly an advanced age, but, you know, Roger Ailes never looked like a guy who was out running marathons. He was always a guy in a suit and looked a little bigger than everybody else, but that's, you know, some of those people lived to be 110 years old, too. And the, one of the great fathers of distance running and running as a hobby in America, Jim Fix dropped dead, and he was in, looked like he was in great shape, skinny guy who went running all the time. So if you remember that, um, the, um, the other story that kind of hit me by surprise today was the story out of Detroit. And um, it was the story of the, the loss of a, a figure in the, the rock music scene. Not sure if you knew him, but if you heard the song Black Hole Sun, you might recognize. No? Thought we were going to play a little bit of Black Hole Sun right there. There it is. It's not exactly the country music or folk music you hear played on some of the Blaze channels. It was pretty, pretty loud and and i thought it was pretty powerful but black hole sun was probably the most recognizable song from soundgarden and uh chris cornell the lead singer the front man of soundgarden and audio slave passed away found uh dead in his hotel bathroom in detroit and there are swirling stories as to what killed chris cornell he was just 52 we didn't hear anything about any any disease in his life. So if it's, if it is, according to some of the early reports of suicide, what a tragedy, what an absolute tragedy. So I'm sorry for the Cornell family and all the fans of their music. I happen to be a fan. Uh, so two, and if you believe that things happen in threes in, in the deaths in famous people, then keep your eyes out because we've had two in one day. Uh, Chris Cornell, Soundgarden and Audio Slave, and Roger Ailes, the founder, I guess, the guy that created the Fox News Channel. Uh, that that stunned a lot of us this morning as I was on the phone to Doc Thompson, 
uh, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock, which I pretty much do every, every Thursday. And we talk about different things in the world of news and entertainment. Now, the big news of, the t- of today, the phrase that pays today, apparently, is witch hunt. Witch hunt. If you said witch hunt was the phrase that pays, then you are a big winner. Donald Trump had the, uh, the phrase witch hunt inside a tweet he posted this morning. Did you happen to catch it? Uh, Trump had not tweeted in quite a while. As a matter of fact... Uh, there seemed to be almost a 24-hour period where we didn't have a Donald Trump tweet. And there was speculation that someone had taken the president's phone away from him, whatever. Maybe he was just busy. Maybe he was just tired. But the president didn't really have much to say from uh, right after the, the, the White House bathed in blue in honor of peace officers Memorial Day and police week. That was uh, on the 15th. He really didn't say anything until yesterday when he retweeted a White House tweet announcing the fact that he was going to be at the Coast Guard Academy delivering the commencement address. And he was pretty quiet. That was on the official White House account, the official White House Twitter account. But then if you went over to the the other one, because he's got two, he's got the real Donald Trump and the POTUS account. Over on the real Donald Trump account, uh, the president had tweeted out a couple of a couple of images from uh, both his meeting with President Erdogan of Turkey and then a couple of pieces from the graduation at the Coast Guard Academy. And then nothing for like 20 hours. And then this morning, just four hours ago. Just after 8 o'clock this morning, Donald J. Trump, at real Donald Trump, tweeted, This is the single greatest witch hunt of a politician in American history, followed immediately by, with all of the illegal acts that took place in the Clinton campaign and Obama administration, there was never a special counsel appointed. Of course, he's referring to Robert Mueller, former FBI director, the guy who held the position of FBI director longer than anybody except J. Edgar Hoover. But Mueller being appointed the special counsel, the president's not happy about it, called it a witch hunt. Is it a witch hunt? Is it a witch hunt? I wonder if, who said it first? Did Donald Trump say it first or did Dana Lash say it first? Dana was on Fox this morning I believe on Fox and Friends when she said this. How can you have any sort of prosecution when there's no crime? We don't even have any evidence of a crime. I want to remind everyone that the president is not under a criminal investigation. There is a massive difference between a counterintelligence investigation and a criminal investigation. And it seems that some of our brethren in the media would do well to remember that that difference, Bill, because they're conflating it on purpose. They would love nothing more than to impeach this president on absolutely baseless grounds. And so they're grabbing at every read they can as they slide down the bank of relevancy. Dana Lash repeating or kind of summarizing what we heard yesterday from our friend and our constitutional attorney, Emily Zanotti, who said there was no crime here, so it can't be a criminal investigation and you cannot obstruct something. 
that's an intelligence investigation, not a criminal investigation. Uh, but Dana continued and brought up the term witch hunt. And that's what's happening here. There, it is a witch hunt, and it has always been a witch hunt. All anyone has ever been asking for, Bill, is if you have evidence for all this weeping and gnashing of the teeth, then by all means, please produce the evidence. But so far, it's been one allegation after the other, and they continue to move the goalposts when they can't bring anything to substantiate their earlier claims. Well, that is uh, Dana Lash with Bill Hammer. So maybe it was after the president tweeted witch hunt. But she said witch hunt. He had witch hunt in his tweet. And then over on CNN, we had uh, a continuing discussion of this topic. And we had the phrase witch hunt appear there as well when Representative and Democrat Ted Lieu was talking with Rick Berman. Congressman, as a member of the Judiciary Committee, the president basically saying you are now part of a witch hunt. Your response? My response is it may be this is the greatest political witch hunt in history, or it may be the greatest political crime in history. And that's why I'm so pleased that a special counsel has been investigated to see, in fact, what has happened. Well, interesting, first of all, and I'm going to let Berman follow up on that, but interesting that Lou might actually say admit that there is the possibility yes there is the possibility that this is a witch hunt he said it's not only a witch hunt it could not only be a witch hunt it could be the greatest political crime in history and berman who i i saluted last week because he actually appeared to have a little outbreak of journalism over at cnn when he brought up some some pretty good points and counterpoints with people but he continues grilling Ted Lieu on this subject of, is it a witch hunt? If his tweet was hyperbolic, then the statement you just made was equally hyperbolic. Greatest political crime in American history. That's a high bar, sir, considering, of course, Watergate. So I give Berman credit for following up with Ted Lieu because Lou came out and said this could be the greatest political crime in history. And how does he justify that? How does this Democrat justify calling an intelligence investigation the greatest political crime in the history of the country? Well, he takes it to a uh, another hyperbolic extreme. If there was collusion with the Russians, that is far beyond what happened with Watergate. Collusion with the Russians, in fact, would be the greatest political crime in history that then resulted in the election of a president. Not to sound like Hillary Clinton's defenders during the investigations into her emails, but how many times are we going to see the Senate and the House look into this and have yet to turn up a shred of evidence? Not one shred of evidence. So, uh, you know what? It does kind of feel a little witch hunty, if I'm allowed to use the term that way. But just so you know, the phrase that pays today is witch hunt. Witch hunt. And uh, Dana Lash used it. The president used it. Ted Lieu used it. I'm sure we'll hear it a, a bazillion times more. Much to cover today. Much to cover. Billy Hallowell is going to join us at the top of the next hour. There's strange news later in the show. Uh, Billy Bush has surfaced again, and it's kind of sad. Maxine Waters. Oh, yeah. Maxine Waters is back. So there's a, a couple different topics we have to get to. And, uh, oh, yeah, General Flynn has had his attorneys deliver a message to the Senate subcommittee 
and and uh, the committee that's supposed to be investigating him uh, about the subpoenas. Yeah, he's not intending on complying. And we need to find out what happens next now that he's saying no, thank you. Uh, so um, let me get everything lined up here. I thought I had I thought I had a guest here. I don't. So I have an open topic I can address and I'll share it with you next. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I was getting a message as we were wrapping up the last segment. If I sounded distracted, it's only because as we monitor the world and the news here, a car plowed into people in Times Square. So send out some good thoughts and prayers to those folks. It Times Square on a hot day is like a giant street fair, especially around noontime. 13 patients being treated for injuries, a a mass of uh, EMTs, ambulances, and police in the the, uh, scene. And uh, it looks like this area, which is pretty much closed off. It's it's a mall. It's a mall area. And you know what? I think Doc Thompson is monitoring this and he's in the newsroom in Dallas. And maybe if, if Doc is in the studio and wants to jump on, just let me know. Cause I would, uh, I'd love to get an update. I was busy trying to pull up some stuff, uh, from, from a couple other sources, but it, it looks as though, and some of you out there, Paul, thank you. Paul is one of our listeners who okay, is the hello, there we are, monitoring. Here. During the show, Doc Thompson, you're you're monitoring what's going yeah, on we in just, New York. Uh, have- yeah, we were no, <clears throat> we were just watching um, the coverage of it out of New York, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty wild. It looks uh, like a couple of people are injured. We don't have any report yet um, on how many injured or if any were killed so far. It just look, like a couple. The car was driving the wrong way before it hit the pedestrians in Times Square. The thing is, Mike, uh, you were mentioning that this area is blocked off, so. I don't know if they went through a barricade, uh, um, you know, one of the blocked off a barricade or if it was one of the areas that run along there where the cars can still drive. But it's kind of up on its side, up on uh, some of the barricades there. Well, CNN was reporting just seconds ago that 13 people were being treated for injuries. That comes from the FDNY. Uh, This is an area where there is a regular police presence. Those of us who lived and worked in the area know it well. And you certainly have. Uh, every news organization within blocks mm-hmm. uh, of, of this section of New York, but this is right by the 
the ticks, ticks, ticks booth. If you've ever been in New York and gotten discount tickets, uh, this is this is just, um, of course, my mind immediately says, uh, please don't let it be somebody yelling Allahu Akbar. Please just let it be a well. This uh, is something's yeah, kind ahead. of would indicate that it could be somebody like that, or it could just be an accident. We're kind of it, it does look like it was in the pedestrian mall area or it made it into there somehow. The fact that it's a car versus a truck would lean against terrorism. I mean, you know, most of the time terrorists are going to be more um, calculated. They're going to try to make this bigger. You're going to get a truck. It's, you know, you're going to try to injure as many people as possible. Not, it doesn't have to be that. I'm just saying it would probably lean that way normally. Um, If this is terrorism, the fact that it's a car didn't do as much damage as, you know, some of the other cases where people have done this in other countries like France. Maybe it was uh, just kind of a, a loner, wannabe terrorist, less connected. Well, the the terrorism in in if we go back to London, I've got about thirty seconds left here before a hard break. In London, was a guy in a car, as you mentioned. Most of the others were trucks. Mm-hmm. The lack of presence of the NYPD terror squad leads me to believe this is Agreed. more or less a traffic accident, and so we don't see the black uniform Hercules squad on the scene yet. We will be looking and watching. Doc, if you hear anything, will you jump back in and absolutely, let us know? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, if not terrorism today, Mike, it's only a matter of time. I, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. We'll be back after a break. This is Pure Pelk on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. We are monitoring a fluid situation. Does not appear to be terror related, but it's nonetheless terrible. One dead currently after a car hit pedestrians in Times Square in New York City. It looks like it's at the corner of 45th and Broadway. If you're familiar with that part of Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan, it is a pedestrian mall. And on a day like today, it would be filled with tourists. It would be filled with uh, locals who might be having lunch. But at this very moment, it is blocked off. It is some sort of an accident slash crime scene. 13 current injuries. Sometimes we hear numbers as high as 30. But uh, it's, it's a place, if you're in New York, to stay away from right now. It's, it's predominantly a touristy area. This is the section of New York City, the crossroads of the world, if you will, where you see all the Disney characters going up and harassing everybody. It's right there where where the ball drops on on New Year's Eve. So I don't see any of the New York City terror squad on the scene. The only thing I see is the FDNY, some cops and a bunch of ambulances and EMTs. If there was even an inkling that this was terror, you would not see people as close as you see them right now. And they'd also probably be evacuating buildings or checking the car, which looks to be a BMW 3 Series up on its side with one of the 
one of the posts that blocks people from turning onto the pedestrian mall. It's kind of pinned up on one of these posts. And uh, were this a terror situation, you can bet your butt that that car would be surrounded and they would be sending in the robots to sniff it just to make sure there was not an explosive. So it just, it appears to be a horrible tragedy. It appears to be a terrible, terrible accident. Um, nonetheless, 13 people hurt. Unfortunately, one person has also been killed in this. Again, accident, New York City, Times Square. If you've ever been to New York City, if you've ever been to Times Square, you know exactly where this is. If you've watched New Year's Eve on on TV from New York City, this is just where they where they set up and every there's a bazillion people there. So terrible, terrible news. And we'll keep you updated if we can. There there are other things going on in the world as well. We have to deal with um Something that I guess we should call liberal schadenfreude. Yeah, I think that's the appropriate term. Those of you who have been longtime listeners of this program, you understand what schadenfreude is. Schadenfreude is the German word for the pleasure that other people get at the misfortune of others. It's the pleasure people get at the misfortune of others. And you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. As the announcement broke last night that the deputy attorney general had 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 uh, deputized, I guess is the word, or or given the power to Robert Mueller to take over the investigation and make it an independent investigation, a special counsel. There was an outbreak of a liberal schadenfreude. People who were doing handsprings and could not control themselves. And one of those people, one of those people was Lawrence O'Donnell over at MSNBC. Lawrence O'Donnell follows Rachel Maddow. And Maddow was ebullient as well because this was what they wanted. They want a, an independent investigation, independent counsel looking into the connection between, alleged connection between Donald Trump and Russia, despite the fact that after months of looking into it, nothing, nothing substantive has been found and zero connections between Trump and the Russians. Now, did Flynn do something? We don't know. There certainly is a little bit more smoke around Michael Flynn than anybody else. And his telling the Senate that they that his lawyers had advised him not to comply with their subpoena. That's probably not helping in the court of public opinion either. But last night, Lawrence O'Donnell took to his show right after Rachel Maddow, and he was, I've never seen Lawrence O'Donnell smile this much. Lawrence O'Donnell almost never smiles. Everything is serious. Everything makes him angry. He is a frowny face freak on MSNBC. And last night, Lawrence O'Donnell did everything but the happy dance. He had everything going on but the happy dance. And he was talking about... He gave a, a list of, of other special prosecutors that were appointed and how long it took into the terms of the presidents. For example, it was five years into Richard Nixon's presidency that they appointed a special prosecutor. It was three years into Ronald Reagan's they appointed a special prosecutor. Bill Clinton, I think, was a little shorter as well. Maybe it was four or five years into Clinton. And um, 
George Bush got a special prosecutor. Interesting, Barack Obama never got a special prosecutor, despite all the stuff that we knew, all the sketchy, nefarious, probably illegal stuff we knew was going on. No special counsel ever appointed during the Obama era. And then here we are, 118 days into Donald Trump's presidency, and boom, a special prosecutor. Well, as I was saying, Lawrence O'Donnell could hardly contain himself. And see, Donald Trump got his special prosecutor 118 days into his presidency. And last night, Republican Senator John McCain said that the controversies surrounding President Trump are, quote, reaching the point where it's of Watergate size and scale. And if that's true, if what Senator McCain said about Watergate and the Trump presidency is true, if that proves to be true, then Donald Trump might only have 14 months left in his presidency. That's how long it took a special prosecutor to get rid of President Nixon. Now, see, that's the end goal for these guys. They are trying to, at, at all costs, get rid of Donald Trump. That's the end game. In the middle of this, though, along the way, they're trying to make sure zero of the Republican agenda is handled. Zero when I, we talk about things like tax reform when we talk about things like repealing and replacing Obamacare, if there are endless ongoing investigations, guess what can't happen? No other actual work being done in the House or the Senate. We talked about this when Senator Chris Coons, a Democrat, was on this show last Friday. And I said to Senator Coons, you know, you guys were sent to D.C. to do a job and doing these investigations, holding these committee hearings, that's not your job. Despite what they may think, that's not the legislative branch's job. So the, the Senate and the House gave themselves all that power. But the 14-month timeline that, that was just talked about by, uh, by Lawrence O'Donnell, that is the time it took from the hiring of the special counsel, the appointment of the special counsel, in the Watergate investigation to the point when Richard Nixon resigned. So that's the bar by which they're measuring this. But in the meantime, nothing, nothing of the Trump campaign promises will be allowed to go forward because Congress is too busy playing amateur investigators. And no insults to you guys, but this isn't what you do. And now guess what? Everybody that's happy about the independent counsel, the special counselor who's been appointed, um, it's going to take time. Nothing is going to happen quickly. Nothing. Why? Because they do have to set up offices. And I know what you're saying. Why don't they just call Regis and get some temporary offices? You can't do that. It's not that simple. You're dealing with confidential, classified information you have to have an office space that will support that kind of security. And when you hire people, the clerks you hire also have to pass a security check. So you have to get space. It has to be secured. You have to get employees. They have to get background checks. So we're, not, we're talking about months before anything substantive can come out of this. So that means the tax cut that, that I was planning on not happening. The tax cut you were planning on, not happening. None of that is going to happen because 
We are frozen. The Democrats are doing handsprings because what they have done now with this, with this achievement of, of Robert Mueller being appointed is effectively frozen the Republicans in place. And they're not going to be able to, to do anything. Legislatively, I'm, I'm feeling it for, for almost the remainder of this year, unless a miracle happens, which I don't think it will. Just an opinion. I'm stepping away. When we get back, I do have more proof of the, of the liberal schadenfreude, of the democratic schadenfreude. Also, a special programming alert. President Trump is reportedly having a press conference this afternoon at 345 Eastern. So when the liberty-loving Latino is here, you'll probably be able to grab it live. I don't know what the president's going to speak about, what he's going to address. I assume it's going to have something to do with his upcoming world tour. And you know he will stray from the script and give us a couple of thoughts on the witch hunt as well. So we will keep an eye on that. Again, the update from New York, apparently one dead, 13 injured. No current belief that this is terror. Just a horrible tragedy in Times Square with a car that struck pedestrians. Mike Opelka on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. You know, you tend to get a little bit uh, introspective when you see moments like today when we have a pedestrian killed randomly on the streets of New York. And there are even reports that the driver might have been intoxicated and ran up on the sidewalk and then kills a total stranger and injures dozens more and you wonder about the randomness and of the beginning and ending of life and you you just start thinking and then you realize that Roger Ailes death at 77 was a surprise and you realize that Chris Cornell the lead singer of Soundgarden and Audio Slave who at 52 years old appears reportedly to have taken his own life and you think about life and I I don't ever think it's a bad idea to spend a little time looking inward, to spend a little time either in prayer or just reflecting on, on what your life is about and maybe what you could do to make it a little bit better, not just for yourself, but for others. And many times doing for others makes life better for yourself. Just one of those little sidebars here. What would you... What would you do to make life better? Is it, is it happiness? Is it money? Is it comfort? Is it peace? Is it health? What is it? Think about it. I go back to some of the wisdom of the people who raised me, whether it's parents or grandparents, and I was lucky enough to have two parents at home all my life. And I was lucky to have two sets of grandparents involved in my life 
from a very early age to almost college. And I remember the things they said, both the grand, grand parental wisdom and the parental wisdom. And one of the things my grandfather on my mom's side used to say was, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And it just stuck with me. And he's right. And that is the, the realization, I guess, that you don't want to have to deal with the rough stuff in order to get the reward. You don't want to put in the time. Whatever it is now, people say you have to do the 10,000 hours. Well, you have to do the 10,000 hours in life, too. And maybe it's 10,000 hours every year. But it is about getting the work done to achieve the results that you desire, whether it's heaven or success. And sometimes heaven is success, and sometimes success is heaven. See what I did there? We just got a little heavy at the end of the, end of the first hour today. Thank God it wasn't terrorism. It's a horrible result for the people who were affected by today's car wreck, especially the family of the person who was killed in New York City in Times Square at the car crash at the corner of 45th and Broadway. But again, no terrorism has been reported. We have much more to talk about. Billy Hallowell is slated to join us at the top of the next hour. What are we talking about? Billy and I both caught a story about a famous Hollywood actor who was battling cancer and has credited love and prayer for his recovery and his cure. Kind of, kind of, it all melds together, doesn't it? It all comes together in one big goulash here on Pure Opelka. So our, our buddy, uh, Billy Hallowell from Faithwire, just around the corner, and I do have to get to the vital question. I do have to remind you uh, that uh, Bill O'Reilly joins Glenn Beck tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, second hour of the Glenn Beck program, wherever you are. And I guess this is going to be an every Friday thing, which is kind of cool. Bill O'Reilly, Glenn Beck, second hour of Glenn's show tomorrow. That's 10 o'clock Eastern if you're doing the math. And we'll be right back after the break. Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network on demand. This is Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, I don't want to say that Billy Hallowell lied to me, but uh, we don't have him just yet. Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I uh, plan to open this hour with Billy Hallowell, my buddy from uh, Faithwire, on the phone. Maybe he is, God, I hope he wasn't in Times Square today. Now, before I go saying something rude, I better make sure. So I just sent him another text message. Maybe we'll get him. We'll put Billy's segment on hold temporarily. The update, in case you're just joining us, the update is there was a car crash in New York City. Different reports coming out of it that this this uh, BMW that is now dominating a lot of the news coverage in New York City and Times Square, sitting up on kind of on a post that protects a pedestrian mall, 
came barreling down 7th Avenue and was actually hitting people and picking up speed and had five or six people on top of the car. And as the car came down four or five blocks, according to one eyewitness report, as the car came down 7th Avenue towards 45th and Broadway, where it currently sits, it was throwing people off the hood of the car. There was a journalist for a Japanese television network interviewed on MSNBC just a little bit ago, and she was describing what she had seen. And now we know one dead, as many as 20 hurt, and uh, no report yet on the driver. There was someone who said uh, they believed the person was under the influence. But we, we do believe not terror. We do believe not terror-related. So I guess that's... Uh, one positive thing we can take out of this. I hope uh, I hope to get Billy Hallowell next hour. What I'm hearing, he'll he'll join us next hour. Apparently, he's okay, which is good news. Very good news. I'm worried about him. Uh, I do want to know where you stand, though, on a on a vital question that we have to ask today. The vital question really relates to. The release of the U.S. Army private formerly known as Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning. Where are you on this? Chelsea Manning, once Bradley Manning, was given a 35-year sentence because Manning leaked government secrets to WikiLeaks after... Serving just seven years in prison, Manning was released yesterday. And if you turned on the Twitter, if you put on just about any kind of social media, you saw people forwarding the pictures of the shoes that said, First Steps Freedom. First Steps of Freedom. And then if you flipped on social media today, you may have seen the bottle of Dom Perignon. Not exactly a cheap champagne, right? Might be if you get the right vintage, two hundred dollars a bottle if you buy it in the store, four or five hundred if you go to a club and sipping champagne to toast the freedom. I would like to hear from some of our friends in this audience who are in the military, served in the military, our spouses or children of those in the military. I would like to know how you feel about this. How do you feel about the fact that Manning is now released, was convicted in 2013 on multiple counts, including a violation of the Espionage Act, and received a 35-year sentence? A 35-year sentence. And during the seven years held behind bars, underwent hormone treatment, and then was given uh, the transgender community's love and support and now identifies as Chelsea Manning and we as taxpayers, we as people who provide support, it seems like selectively to our veterans in terms of medical care. Uh, we're going to be taking care of Manning for the rest of Manning's life and 
thank you, Barack Obama. And I don't mean that sincerely. I mean that snarkily. Thank you, Barack Obama, for commuting the sentence, saying that Manning had, quote, served enough time and that the president, quote, felt very comfortable that justice has been served. How would you ever know? Seriously, Mr. President, Mr. Ex-President. How would you ever know? So if you're out there and you are a member of the military, if you are a spouse of a member of the military, if you are a child of the military, if you are a retired military person, I would love to know how you feel. How you feel about Chelsea Manning being released. Now, I do understand there won't be any any pension, but there will be health care and uh, sentence commuted by the president. Because I I don't feel good about it. I feel like this is a traitor. President Trump called Manning a traitor and in January called called, uh, out Manning on Twitter saying, ungrateful, traitor, Chelsea Manning, who should never have been released from prison, is now calling President Obama a weak leader. Terrible. Manning counted down the days to uh, release, writing on Monday, two more days until the freedom of civilian life. Now hunting for private health care like millions of Americans. Really? Really? Active duty, private, but will remain unpaid with access to health care according to the military uh, rules on this one. Just, just shocking. But I would like to know how you feel. Because I, I, when we go and look at the numbers, the numbers of veterans who are not getting the health care they deserve, the numbers who are absolutely short-shrifted by this government and the lack of efficiency in our VA, this This truly does really, really bother me. I have to read about Manning enjoying my first hot, greasy pizza and posting uh, a a bottle of Dom Perignon. It just, it seems, it seems just so unnecessary. It seems as if you're rubbing our noses in it, doesn't it? 700,000 classified diplomatic and military files shared with WikiLeaks and disseminated into the world. 700,000. Just, it's, it's unconscionable for me. So I'm going to post a vital question on it. Should Chelsea Manning ever have been released? Simple yes, no, you don't care. Because I don't think any espionage charge is ever able to be forgiven. I don't think any espionage charge warrants anyone saying you've served enough time. If you are spying or colluding with spies and, and essentially trying to take down this country, I don't think we have room or time for you. So I would have put him in a very deep hole and and toss the key away. And yeah, feed them, water them. 
But this, this to me is an abomination, especially when we know that there are 20 to 22 veterans each day who kill themselves because of a host of conditions for which they are not receiving proper care and treatment and appreciation from the nation. So Chelsea Manning, I don't think you should have been released. And that's the vital question of the day. It'll be on Twitter within seconds. And you can answer it. I'm getting a message here that Billy Hallowell may be available. So you know what? I'm going to step aside and take a break. When we get back, we'll see if we can get Hallowell on the horn next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I have to tell you, I am uh, looking forward to trying the new Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Is that the most random, non sequitur, disconnected return from break ever? I'm, I'm keeping an eye on things to see if there's any breaking news. And the Oscar Mayer company has announced that they've gotten rid of all the nitrates and all the other stuff, like, you know, whatever it was. If there ever were chicken beaks inside their hot dogs, they've got, it's all natural now. And I hope they're, you know, I don't mind an Oscar. I like a good hot dog in the summer. And we'll find out. But I'm dying to try the new ones. If anyone's tried them, you can let me know. The vital question of the day is posted online on my Twitter account, at StuntBrain. At StuntBrain, it is online if you care to answer I would love to see how you feel about it. I have a tendency to believe this audience is going to um, support the military pretty strongly. In other words, the question is, should Chelsea Manning have been released? And I know Obama commuted the sentence. I don't have to agree with it. Just another thing to remember and thank President Obama for. Uh, Joining us on the phone, and I was going to ask him, because he's apparently in New York City. Are you running over to uh, Times Square to see the aftermath of this crash, Billy Hallowell? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I am not. I am not running over. I'm actually running to the airport, and I'm hoping there's not crazy traffic. But, you know, the interesting thing is there was another crash, allegedly, in Staten Island right after, of course. So, you know, Twitter went crazy a little bit with people saying, is this the second you know, issue is this associated? And what we've seen so far, obviously, seems to be claims that this is uh, was you know uh, possibly allegedly a DUI type situation or an accident or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see how the Staten Island thing shapes up. But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not heading over there. I'm actually avoiding it. Oh come on! But take a later plane. Get over there. Let's give us an <laughs> eyewitness report. 
I've been reading all about it. You know, look, these things, I think it's really interesting to watch how Twitter reacts in the modern era because, and, and we know this, you know, one thing happens and within five minutes, Twitter knows everything about it. Social knows everything about it. Yet on the flip side, I'm seeing headlines pop through and I'm like, oh, I already saw that you know, 10 minutes ago on somebody's Twitter photo. So it's just interesting the times we're living in and how news spreads. But of course, fake news can spread pretty fast, too. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. We're talking to Billy Hallowell. He's at FaithWire.com. We also have a history at The Blaze. Billy was one of the early crew hired at The Blaze and the faith editor of The Blaze before he wandered off to some other adventures. Uh, currently, Fault Lines, the book out there right now. I'm sure there's a third book already in the works, but your your latest book. What do you is think to, I am, to, Mike? What do you think I am? A machine? A machine churning these books out? No, it's it's uh, right now. I'm focusing on Fault Line, and and I appreciate you bringing it up. I think it's a uh, everything we're seeing in the headlines right now. Everything we're seeing with the media. A lot of that is. Uh, definitely part of the cultural sort of problem that we've created and we're living in. So buy well, the book, buy the book, it, buy, buy the book from, to, for God's sakes, Billy's a father of two and he could use the help. So aside from the fact, aside from the fact, it's a good book and Billy's a good guy. You know, you bring up the fact that the media and its relationship to twisting our culture or changing our culture or avoiding religion or whatever they're doing. I, I pick up the paper today and I read kind of an incredible story about Val Kilmer. And uh, it took me by surprise. Did this one surprise you? You know, it's surprising because you don't, there's certain, you know, branches of faith that you don't hear a lot about. Um, you don't hear from people in Hollywood specifically talking about them. And, you know, Christian science would be one of those. And so for Val Kilmer to sort of come out, talk finally, because he denied for so long, or seemingly didn't acknowledge for so long that he did have cancer, for him to talk about overcoming that and using prayer to do that, um, and love and all that to do that, I think it's pretty notable, because you don't see a lot of that happening in Hollywood. You don't see a lot of people, sure, we've got Roma Downey, Mark Burnett, some of those uh, folks who we know pretty well, but... It was interesting and surprising to see him, Val Kilmer, Batman, um, talk about uh, talk about uh, some of those themes. And I think, too, it sheds light, again, on a faith system that people don't know a whole lot about. Well, you bring up a, a really interesting point. And for folks that don't fully understand uh, Christian scientists and, and what their faith is, it's not a centuries-old religion. It's just a, a kind of a newer a newer religion, Mary Baker Eddy, was one of the one of the founders, right? And they shunned medical treatment in favor of prayer. Yeah, and it's you know it's a controversial um, system. I mean, a lot of Christians will say they don't believe it's Christianity at all, and and they will talk about the fact. And look, when there's minors involved, it's a problem. If Val Kilmer wants to make you know a decision to to not seek medical treatment and to only seek prayer. Um, that that generally is fine under the eyes of, of some in the law. But when it comes to kids, this gets really controversial. And we've seen this unfold over and over again, um, where people believe in, in faith healing and they don't turn to medical science. Whereas I think mo you know, where most Christians, the vast majority fall, is sort of saying, you know what, faith might heal us. We believe that. We believe God could do anything. Uh, we might not be healed, but we believe we can be. But he also gave us doctors and knowledge to help us, and we should we can use that as well. So... You know, Kilmer did make an interesting point. He said there are times when 
uh, medical treatment is what sort of kills people when they're sick. And I think, you know, anybody could see that in certain circumstances that that may be true. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's interesting, no matter where people stand on Christian science, to see somebody in Hollywood talking about the power of faith, even if they don't like what that particular faith is or don't agree with it. This this was a total surprise for me, and I, I usually, whenever I see a story like this, I always think, oh, of course, Hallowell knows who this guy, where this guy is in his faith, and for you to be surprised by it means that Val Kilmer really had kept this quiet for quite some time, so uh, I, I think that's that's a, a pretty big deal. So he he was diagnosed, and people have whispered about him, but he'd never come out and talked about it, and now... In 2015, he mentioned he was in the hospital, but this happened on a, one of those uh, online Ask Me Anything moments, and he actually explained that he, was, he met the guy, the doctor who created the defibrillator, and that doctor told him to, uh, to use love because love heals. He said he would tell all the interns, love heals more than any other skills I urge my interns to love. And, you know, he got, Kilmer reportedly got weepy. You know, it's, it's interesting, again, because it, I, think, I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the idea of not seeking treatment. And, and look, we don't know what, you know, embracing love looks like. You know, what was that for him? How, because I do know that for Christians, and, and I'm not, obviously I'm not a Christian science um, adherent, and I don't actually know anybody who is. Um, but but I know a little bit about it in this belief that sort of sickness and death are, are not really part of reality, let's say. They're part of sort of the—I can't even say fallen nature, because I don't think they quite embrace some of those other Christian themes. But, but you know, to sort of look at it that way, it's interesting. If you sort of see your, yourself as not being sick, and you put your full mind towards that, and you put your full mind towards love and all of that, you know, is that what he's talking about? I don't know. I, I, think, it's, I think it's definitely worth a deeper interview with him to try to understand that. But I also think it's a brave thing to come out. I mean, this isn't quite Scientology in Hollywood, right? I mean, it's not something Scientology is accepted in Hollywood. This is different. And so to come out that strong openly and to say, this is what I did and this is what I believe. The comment, though, about um, Planned Parenthood, I thought, and protesters outside of clinics, that was interesting, too, sort of saying this isn't like being outside Planned Parenthood, you know, um, and I thought, oh boy, you're you're stepping on some of the people who might defend you here. So be careful where you be careful where you go with that. But but I, I'd say more power to him for for sharing what he believes and being bold about it. Well, Billy Hallowell, I know you're headed to the airport. We hope you have a safe trip to uh, my my old hometown. When you get that interview with Val Kilmer, I hope you'll come back, and I hope you come back and update us on whatever else you're up to these days. I'll be back. Billy I'll be Hall back to harass you. Don't worry. Good. good. Billy Hallowell at FaithWire.com. Follow him. He's one of the good guys. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. 
Welcome back to Pure Opelka. And, you know, we love to take uh, calls and abuse, positive, negative calls. We take them all. And that's why, Chris, somewhere in a backwater town out in the west, uh, western region of the country is calling in. Hello, Chris. How are you, sir? Mike, how are you? I'm just, I was calling in because I, I'm getting sick and tired of you abusing fat Billy Hallowell and having him on your show. Obviously, the guy's in the airport, trying to get the airport, waddling through who knows what hallway, carrying, carrying his luggage, and you have to go and interrupt him as he's trying to, you know, get out of town. Well, uh, you know, first of all, Chris, I think it's kind of insensitive of you to, of you to call him fat Billy Hallowell. Okay. Obese, then. Is that better? Um, well, I was just going to say, doesn't doesn't he go by William? <laughs> of course, of course. The the voice on the other line is Chris Field, who is Billy Hallowell's partner in crime on the Church Boys. And <laughs> and if you if you recognize the voice, then you are a Church Boys podcast follower. Which but means I, that nobody. Which means that nobody on your show, nobody is recognizing the voice. Then. Well, Kate Scanlon is. <laughs> of her so anyway so, i just wanted to call, i just wanted to call and give billy a hard time he uh he he needs a little a chuckle in his life and i'm not gonna you know share anything but uh poor guy's just been been through so much um you know with the uh the abuse that he, that he gets from well his frankly from his wife or his his being disgusting and uh from his publisher from refusing to um you know acknowledge that he's actually a good author so I just wanted to come here and, and give him a hard time, maybe make him smile a little bit on this on this tough day that he's uh, going through today. So, Well, as his partner in crime, I, I think it's only appropriate that you destroy what's left of his reputation publicly. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm trying. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to call and let you know that I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing from Billy. Uh, and uh, and think that you should stop abusing him, especially, again, as he waddles through airports around the country, um, trying to share whatever nonsense it is that he shares. So, Well, uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm thanking Chris Field for joining us today. Uh, <laughs> what, you, what you don't know is Chris Field is also uh, one of the diligent souls who keeps the front page of TheBlaze.com looking good and the stories sounding and reading perfectly. And this must be the slowest news day ever, although I'm finding that hard to believe with with a, a crash in Times Square and all hell breaking loose in D.C., and right. yet you have time to call and, and bother this program. Actually, I'm incredibly talented. That's why, that's why Billy likes to be my uh, partner on air, is that I'm incredibly talented and good-looking, and so I'm able to actually edit and run things on the website at the same time that I'm on the phone with you. So, You left out Pathological Liar. <laughs> as well thank you my friend All i've right, got to get back to whatever trivial coverage i have here okay i'm only worried that the next call is also another one of my cohorts here i i'm worried kate uh i'm not sure where you're calling from did you say kansas city no tennessee oh tennessee I wish I were in kansas <laughs> well you're you're in one of my favorite states i i have had nothing but good times in tennessee so what part of the state uh, Knoxville. Okay. I've been to mm -hmm. Knoxville. I've been to the airport at Knoxville. <laughs> got, <laughs> routed, got routed through there. What's on your mind today, Kate? Well, hmm, I am trying to tap down the sailor and the Irish at the same time because 
I'm afraid I might say a really bad word over the radio, but I am P.O.'d about this whole Bradley Manning thing. Okay, you... I know it says, there's a Bible verse that says, uh, Wherefore art thou have you rewarded evil with good, or good for evil, or something like that. But that's exactly what we're doing. The man is a traitor. He is a thief. He is a liar. He caused people to die. I mean, and then we turn around and we're going to give him everything and a sex change? Hello? I was in the Navy. They ruined my teeth. And I can't even get them to fix that because it doesn't fall under my benefits. Oh, this it's makes their me fault, so. And I have to pay for it. But he's going to get everything and the kitchen sink and probably a brand new car. Well, first of all, thank you for your service, Kate. It is uh, it is our honor to to say that to you, and I understand both your your anger and frustration on this because you're absolutely right, in my opinion, and that's the vital question of the day. It's on my Twitter file right now at Stunt Brain. You can answer: Should Chelsea Manning have been released? Now, Barack Obama had the right to do that. The president had the right to do what he did. It doesn't mean it was right. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And currently, only 10% of our audience says, yes, seven years was enough. 6% cannot decide, and 84% are with you, Kate. Now, what bugs me more is the fact that of exactly what you mentioned, that your health care is being compromised because someone who was a traitor, someone who was convicted of espionage, is probably getting better health care because they're deathly afraid of the PR backlash if Chelsea Manning doesn't get everything, everything he or she asks for. And, and that's what really irritates me in this case. Oh, I know. And people are like, well, you know, it's the right thing to do. And I'm like, you know, it's, just because it's the right thing to do doesn't mean it's the correct thing to do. Well, you know, it, it, even, if, that. even if okay. it is the right thing to do, Kate, it's the it's the more right thing to put every other non-criminal member of our veterans in front of Chelsea Manning in line that each and every one of you who served this nation, who deserve the health care we promised you, you should be getting your health care issues handled before anyone who is convicted of a crime does. And that's my mm -hmm. opinion. I know it's not, it might, might not be politically correct, but that's how I feel. Oh, I, you know, it's like I went in and, you know, I've got some health problems related, you know, to having been in the service. And um, there's, you know, a certain thing that I need to get done. Well, that's kind of, you know, iffy because they can't really say if it was caused by the military or not. But if I want to get my breasts reduced or enlarged, they can do that. But they can't fix my teeth and they can't take care of the other thing. Oh, it just it it just makes me so upset because I, I know that people like you who volunteered to serve this country, who put your own butts on the line for this country, uh, understand the the absolute insanity of saying, well, gee, if I told the doctor my self-esteem would be improved by getting uh, a breast implants, they would approve mm -hmm. it. 
but because there's something else that could help me and it's not on the list of improving my self-esteem, they won't do it. It is maddening. Right. So, it, it's absolutely So if I wanted maddening. to change my name, if I wanted to change my name to Ken, oh yeah, then I can get my teeth fixed and I can get everything else taken care of. But as long as I self-identify as a female, then no, that, that one's on me. We, we've lost our minds. That's all I can tell you, Kate. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if going into the 21st century was such a good idea. Well, but... you know, I, I'm not convinced that not going into the 20. We can always work to try and correct it. We've, we've just gotten, we've gotten off the beam a little As long as we got you bit. and the Blaze and all the other wonderful guys working, you know, with Glenn and for Glenn, I know that we've got nowhere to go but toward a positive future. But, oh, gosh, this treading through the mud. (laughs) Kate, I want to tell you, um, hang in there. I'll send you, we'll send you a big radio hug from the audience. We thank you for your service, and we hope that that the president gets through the problems he has now and gets the VA fixed so you can get your teeth and whatever else is bugging you handled. But thank you for calling. Thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Wow. 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 You can join the conversation, 888 or you can join online at Stunt Brain. Take the uh, question of the day and answer it. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about Chelsea Manning being released and getting all the benefits? It just, it drives me a little crazy. It just does. And because it has, I'm taking a break. We'll be right back. I'm Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Well, 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 I have something I want to share with you just around the corner. It is a video that could be considered uh, kind of important. And it might pull Donald Trump's cheese out of the fire. But before I get there, I have to talk to you just briefly about Relief Factor and ask you if you have gotten it and it's worked for you, dying to hear from you. I've heard from a few of you who've said, yeah, you did as I did, and you got the three-week quick start pack of all-natural relief factor for just nineteen ninety-five. And I saw results on the eighth day, most people between seven and ten days, some people sooner. But I saw results on the eighth day, and this is the end of my ninth week of using relief factor. I don't have the pains in my knees. I was taking over-the-counter pain medication by the handful. I'm not kidding. I would take those green gel caps and it would help. But guess what? Taking Relief Factor, which is all natural, it's an anti-inflammatory, relieved the inflammation in my knees and in my hips and my back, and the pain went away. And I am feeling so much better. You know what? One of my bosses said to me, you know, I don't know what's going on with you, but you sound more positive these days. I said, well, listen to the show. I, I complain about a lot of crap anyway, but I, I'm, I'm up. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling sunnier. Call Relief Factor, 
800-500-8384. Stop waiting around. You need more info, go to relieffactor.com, get the information, then order the three-week quick start pack today for $19.95, relieffactor.com. I'm telling you, yesterday, yesterday the stock market took a gut punch, dropped 372 points in one day. 372 points. It was crazy. And in the course of dropping 372 points, the market also saw the dollar get crushed. The dollar got crushed when when the Comey news came out that he had submitted these memos. The dollar lost every bit of gains it had picked up since Donald Trump was elected. The dollar absolutely destroyed yesterday. It dropped to the point it was when Trump was elected. So that drop and the increase in the volatility index, otherwise known as the VIX, the VIX jumped 44 points yesterday, had many people fleeing the stock market, running to gold and running to bonds and all this stuff. And people were very nervous. I'm one of the people who was nervous about it. Because, you know, I have, I have some of my future retirement invested in the markets, in bonds, in different places. But to see the dollar get crushed like that in one day, you're like, oh boy, let's hope it comes back. And we've seen a little bit of a recovery today. But then we saw a spike. A spike because a video has emerged from May 3rd. When Jim Comey was testifying and uh, under oath, he actually appears to say that there were no obstructions, no obstructions, nobody, nobody telling him to stop the investigations for political reasons. I wonder. I wonder. So uh, the, the clip, I think I have it right here. Comey says he was never pressured by anyone to stop. Uh, you have the Hawaiian Senator uh, Hirono, I believe is her name, speaking to Jim Comey and questioning him here. The Attorney General or senior officials at the Department of Justice opposes a specific investigation. Can they halt that FBI investigation? In theory, yes. Has it happened? Not in my experience. Interesting, right? Now, granted, Senator Hirono said anyone at the attorney general's office, but has it happened? Not in my experience. Because it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something that, without an appropriate purpose. I mean, we're oftentimes, they give us opinions that we don't see a case there, and so you ought to stop investing resources in it. But I'm talking about a situation where we were told to stop something for a political reason. That would be a very big deal. Did everybody get that? Let's go back and replay that. This is from May 3rd, courtesy of C-SPAN. The way you would want it. But yeah, we work with the Department of Justice on all of our investigations. Now pay attention So here. if the Attorney General or senior officials at the Department of Justice opposes a specific investigation, can they halt that FBI investigation? In theory, yes. Has it happened? Not in my experience, because it would be a big deal 
to tell the FBI to stop doing something that, without an appropriate purpose. I mean, Any questions? Shut down the special prosecutor now, the special investigation. Case closed, everybody. We'll go back over this after the top of the hour. This is big. Huge. Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, friends. Welcome to the third hour of today's edition of Pure Opelka. Before we go anywhere, before we even jump into this hour, I have to tell you, I have to remind you that usually I'd be very excited about Glenn Beck announcing that he and Bill O'Reilly are blocking out some time on the show on Fridays so that Glenn Beck's show will now have Bill O'Reilly stopping by. And I think this is kind of like till further notice or maybe maybe just a couple more weeks. Who knows? But O'Reilly was on last week with Glenn Beck, and it was the first interview O'Reilly had since since his departure from Fox News, and he will be back tomorrow morning in the second hour of the show. And I think with the passing of Roger Ailes, as we heard about it today, with the passing of Roger Ailes, that interview takes on an entirely new angle. And uh, Glenn shared some of his thoughts about Roger Ailes this morning. If you didn't hear it, you can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or The Blaze and get those get those segments it was fascinating to me i've never worked with ailes i was never in the same room as roger ailes that i was aware of but but this uh this promises to be a great segment tomorrow this is one of those things that you don't want to miss so now i have to figure out how to schedule my day to i'm usually working on prepping this show and trying to find the bits and pieces we need for this show so now I got to carve out time. So it actually would be pretty good, uh, pretty good for me to maybe prep a little bit earlier and get on with it. Um, when we left, I had just played a clip that I think is worth playing about a hundred thousand times. And this is on the heels of the news that the um, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein is currently at the Senate meeting with all 100 senators to brief them on the Comey memo situation and also to explain why Robert Mueller has been brought in to take over this investigation. So as the deputy attorney general is there to explain the Comey situation, perhaps, perhaps we, should, we should do a timeline that includes the, the reality check here because Comey... Comey says that the memos or the Times is reporting that the Comey memos were in January after Comey had dinner with the president. And they talked about, according to the Times reporting and the Washington Post reporting, they talked about the president telling or trying to coerce Comey into ending the investigation 
into Michael Flynn. Now, this is kind of weird, especially when you when you hear the testimony from May 3rd. And this was on C-SPAN. He was asked if he had ever been pressured to stop an investigation. And it, it truly is amazing when you when you hear this. It's um, Maisie Hirono is the senator from Hawaii, Democratic senator from Hawaii, who asks Comey about pressure. And she, she gives him a specific example, but he goes general, I believe, in his explanation. And I think this should this should put the brakes on it. And I'll tell you, the financial world believes it as well. Because yesterday, after the 372-point Dow loss and the massive losses in the strength of the U.S. dollar, erasing every single bit of growth that the dollar experienced since the election in one day, we've now seen a spike in the dollar. And that spike in the dollar has to be because of this clip. Of our investigations. So if the Attorney General or senior officials at the Department of Justice opposes a specific investigation, can they halt that FBI investigation? In theory, yes. Has it happened? Not in my experience, because it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something that, without an appropriate purpose. I mean, it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something without appropriate purpose. It would be a big deal. Gee, you would think at this point in time, if you're the FBI director and anyone's ever asked you that, you would say, well, you know, come to think of it, funny you should ask that, Senator. It was January, January 27th, as a matter of fact, that I was having dinner with the president. And he asked me to kind of put the kibosh on the Flynn investigation. But no, he doesn't say that. He does say it would be a big deal. A big deal. Keep going, Mr. Comey. Has it happened? Not in my experience. Because it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something that, without an appropriate purpose. I mean, we're oftentimes... They give us opinions that we don't see a case there, and so you ought to stop investing resources in it. But I'm talking about a situation where we were told to stop something for a political reason. That would be a very big deal. It's not happened in my experience. That would be a very big deal, and it has not happened in my experience. Can we please stop the insanity and get back to my tax cuts? Can we please cut it out? I I just, where is Maxine Waters? Somebody get me Maxine Waters on the phone right now. I want to play this for Auntie Max. Wow. Why isn't this playing everywhere? Why? Because the media is obsessed with impeachment. Remember I said it yesterday? The media is obsessed with impeachment because it means what? It means money to the media. That clip would shut down a ton of the impeachment chatter. Wouldn't get all of it. But this news today, I believe from the uh, New York Daily News, it turns out the hottest ticket on cable TV is politics. Spurred by the deep instability in Washington and the mounting daily scandals threatening to tear the Trump White House apart, cable news channels... Gee, where did we hear this? Cable news channels like MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News are riding a historic wave 
of surging ratings. Hmm. Explosive growth. Explosive growth. Nearly 80% industry-wide compared to two years ago can be attributed to Trump, who has been crowing for years about he is good for television ratings. But one of the most vocal foes of the president is benefiting the most. MSNBC talker Rachel Maddow burning her rivals at Fox News in the 25 to 54 very coveted demo for advertisers. This is amazing. We told you. We told you that that the sole reason they're pushing impeachment is not because it makes sense, not because there's a shred of solid evidence aside from the allegations and the smoke, but because it's good for ratings. It's absolutely good for ratings. Why else would MSNBC and Morning Joe invite that clown Maxine Waters on this morning? Why else would they do? Here's what Maxine Waters said. Even they mocked her and her constant calls for impeachment. And I believe when we get the subpoenas and uh, we uh, get the special counsel uh, at work doing the real digging into whether or not there was collusion and the other committees are, you know, trying to establish certain facts, we're going to learn a lot about the connections between this president, his allies and uh, the Kremlin. And it's going to be very revealing. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear the word impeachment, but I believe it's going to lead right to impeachment. You know people don't like to hear the word impeachment, but we know you like saying it. John. Can you believe that? Even Joe Scarborough gets it. Even Joe Scarborough, who has trashed the White House, and remember, Scarborough and Mika gave up more airtime to Trump than anybody else until the convention. Then it all went to Fox News. Then they soured on him because they were given marching orders to make sure Hillary got all the love and support. So Trump was persona non grata on MSNBC. But for Maxine Waters to say that, and then for Scarborough to go back at her and say, well, you love hearing it, hear that again. And uh, the Kremlin. And it's going to be very revealing. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear the word impeachment, but I believe it's going to lead right to impeachment. You know, people don't like to hear the word impeachment, but we know you like saying it. Yeah, we do. So even MSNBC is poking fun at Maxine Waters. But you know they're not going to let go of this. They are absolutely doing an impeachment shot of Freuded dance. But why, why, why aren't we playing that clip of Comey saying he has not been pressured? I'm going to keep playing it until somebody does play it. I'm going to send it to Glenn as well. Maybe he'll play it for Bill O'Reilly tomorrow at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, I have more to get to. You know, there's a a huge rumor out there which appears to be uh, true, very true, that Jason Chaffetz is on his way out, that Jason Chaffetz has had enough, and apparently Jason Chaffetz has been lured away from his job serving his constituents. He's already announced he wasn't going to run for re-election. There was speculation he might run for governor. There was speculation he might be running for the Senate. Uh, 
But no, we, we now believe Jason Chaffetz is going to take a, a different role. His career is going to step away from public service and go into broadcasting. The rumor is Chaffetz is headed to Fox News. He hasn't really been seen. You've heard him on the phones lately. His only appearances have been on the phone. But Chaffetz going to be leaving the house, apparently, to go to Fox News. But Paul Ryan can't really confirm it. This happened this morning during Paul Ryan's press conference, just before this show went on the air. Ryan was asked about some of the investigations and how they're moving forward and whether or not they were going to kind of tamp down their investigations now that Robert Mueller, the special counsel, has been engaged. And he was asked a follow-up question that involved Jason Chaffetz. So we are going to keep these investigations going here. Uh, as I've always said, I think the intelligence committees are the right place to do that. This is an investigation involving Russia, uh, involving another country interfering with our elections. And so the intelligence committee, in my opinion, is the best place for that. And so these bipartisan, bicameral investigations, House Intelligence Committee, Senate Intelligence Committee, are going to continue their investigations. Rachel. Uh, you didn't mention oversight there. Do you still mm. think oversight should continue? And another uh, follow-up on that, um, uh, Oversight Chairman Jason Chaffetz has told people he's going to be probably leaving around June 30th uh, from Fox. Does that present a conflict? If I have not spoken to Jason about that, so I don't know. I don't. He has not told me that, so I have not spoken with the chairman about that. Um, Step aside I, 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 bridge, I, I will I will find out from Chairman Chaffetz what what he is doing or isn't doing. Uh, so I'm not going to comment on something that's that's it's in the media. I'd rather hear from him myself as to what his plans are. Am I the only one who felt that kind of had a Ralph Cramney, Hamana, 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 Norton, Hamana, Hamana, Hamana kind of effect to it when Ryan is asked about Chaffetz? Listen to his response. I don't think oversight should continue. And another uh, follow-up on that, um, uh, Oversight Chairman Jason Chaffetz has told people he's going to be probably leaving around June 30th uh, for Fox. Does that present a conflict? If I have not continues? spoken to Jason about that, so I don't know. I don't. He has not told me that, so I have not spoken with the chairman about that. Um, I don't know if I, uh, I, I, will I, I will. I will find out from Chairman I, Chaffetz what, what he is doing or isn't doing. Uh, so I'm not going to comment on something that's that's it's in the media. I'd rather hear from him myself as to what his plans are. First of all, um, again, I go back to the tape and the testimony of Jim Comey saying uh, nobody has asked him to investigate or to stand down his investigation of General Flynn. And that should shut down a lot of these investigations that should shut down the need for Robert Mueller to be wasting taxpayer dollars. That's uh that's kind of an important thing, right? And then, you know, if if Jason Chaffetz is going to be leaving and you're going to have to appoint a new chairman of that committee and they're going to have to start, we are just wasting time and money and getting nothing done. And that has to stop. I'm putting my foot down right now. And I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. 
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. I think I got to have a conversation with Chris Salcedo. His Russian has a little bit of a Scotsman in it somewhere. You know, it's, it's a good effort. It's a good effort, but it's got a little Scottish in there. Maybe that's, maybe that's his angle. He's customizing it there. We're going to have a voice off, I think. I've apparently been hearing through the grapevine that uh, Chris Salcedo doesn't appreciate. Or maybe he thinks his his impressions are better. His Bill Clinton. His Casey Kasem. And now I have to deal with him on Putin. Please, please do not make trouble. We will have a discussion. You will have a cup of tea. And um, maybe we'll do it live, a crossover between our shows. We'll have a voice-off, kind of like a a, a walk-off from Zoolander. Maybe not. Was that too obscure a cultural reference? I was told in my ear that that was whack. (laughs) Uh, Breaking news. Uh, The United States military has struck pro-Assad forces inside the safe zone. Inside the deconfliction zone, this is kind of a big deal. This is only the second time we have done this intentionally. Yes, there was one time that was not intentional. But U.S. air support dropped some bombs on the Syrian Shia militia groups. These are pro-Assad forces that were in this safe zone. And apparently... We saw them going into the safe zone, which is an area by the Jordan, Iraq, and Syrian border. It's an area that nobody's supposed to be messing around in. And we saw them go in, and I believe they went in with a tank. And uh, what did we do? We, we did what any good military group would do, is we sent, we sent a couple of planes to fly over and kind of give them the... Uh, Give them the hint. Hey, you're, nobody's supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. You got to go. And when they didn't stop, we came back and we delivered a, a very loud and explosive message. I believe we took out the tank and the militia group, the Shia militia group, they are, uh, they are pro-Assad forces. And this is not something in the fight against ISIS, which I guess this is what makes this Uh, Very unusual, very different. And we'll probably send a very loud message that we ain't going to, we ain't playing around in the deconfliction zones. So we took out the tank. And again, this is uh, pro Assad forces who got a U.S. military strike delivered to them just within the last couple of hours. It 
it is breaking news and it is important, something we need to be aware of. We are there to help take out ISIS, but we're also there helping train some of the some of the people who are fighting Assad. More news on this. I'm sure this is just unfolding. You're going to see more on this. I have to get to a couple of stories, one of which uh, I think is uh, a big celebrity or, you know, someone who was on the way to being a big celebrity and lost their gig during the presidential campaign. They're trying to come back, and it's kind of pitiful. I'll share it next. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's how I remember I need to take all-natural relief factor. I've been doing it now uh, just about to hit our 10th week, the start of our 10th week. And it's changed everything. I'm kicking myself for not starting months earlier when Doc and Brad said, try this. It's worked for thousands of people. It's worked for many in the Blaze building, many in the audience. And those of you who have written, Hannah, you wrote me about your husband, who's now able to give piggyback rides to the kids, who isn't, who isn't taking the Percocets. It's the only thing that worked for him. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory that you... you t- I take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's that simple. It's pre-packaged. It's ready to go. You try the three-week quick start package. You just try it. It's nineteen ninety-five, And you get it, and you, you work it onto your schedule. Three times a day. Sometimes people take it four times a day. It's all natural. I no longer take any over-the-counter pain relief or any prescription pain relief. I just don't. And I feel great. And it's, it's something that I hope can help you. It helped me on day eight. I'm now, as I said, into my, just about into my 10th week. I'm eight and a half weeks of, of not taking any kind of pain medication at all. Relief factor, all natural relief factor, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, or go to the website, relieffactor.com. Uh, before I get into the Hollywood star who posted something embarrassing, I have to, I just, I have to go back to this. I think I, I need to play this, this little 40 seconds Probably, probably three times so a show. And it is uh, Senator Maisie Hironi asking the question. But the guy answering the question is former FBI director Jim Comey. This was May 3rd, weeks, weeks after the alleged, alleged indiscretion by the president. Weeks after Qu- Comey claims the president pressured him 
to end the investigation of Mike Flynn. So if the Attorney General or senior officials at the Department of Justice opposes a specific investigation, can they halt that FBI investigation? In theory, yes. Has it happened? Not in my experience, because it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something that, without an appropriate purpose. I mean, we're oftentimes, they give us opinions that we don't see a case there, and so you ought to stop investing resources in it. But I'm talking about a situation where we were told to stop something for a political reason. That would be a very big deal. It's not happened in my experience. That would be a very big deal, and it has not happened in my experience. I will play that again every hour tomorrow as well. That would be a very big deal, and it's not happened in my experience. I'm not saying that the former FBI director is lying when we hear about that memo. I'm just, I'm just giving you his own words. It's important for you to hear him in his own words. Really important. Now, do you remember the disgusting video that was leaked from Access Hollywood with Billy Bush and Donald Trump having uh, a, a very crass conversation. And Trump was the guy who said the nastiest stuff. And it's from years ago. Wasn't it like 12 years ago? And the, it was released uh, perfectly timed to derail the Trump campaign. And it, it did not. It paused the Trump campaign briefly, and many people, myself included, thought, oh my gosh, that's going to take down Trump. But it didn't. And he's the president of the United States. But here's the weird thing. Billy Bush lost his job. I'm, I'm not saying we need to have a fundraiser for Billy Bush. We don't need to have a telethon to take care of Billy Bush. And he was paid out reportedly According to more than one report, $10 million Billy Bush received from NBC to go away. But he's trying to come back. And I just heard this, and it's cringeworthy, and I wanted to share it with you because it is cringeworthy. This was posted on the internets by, by Billy Bush. And uh, I, I got to feel kind of bad for him. Look at me, I'm Billy B, trying to get back on TV. My hair's long and flat, and it makes me look fat. And I can't be. I'm Billy B. She's going to be me. I kind of feel bad for him. That's a little uncomfortable. It is weird to think that the guy who said the worst stuff got elected president. And Billy Bush lost his job. And yeah, he got a $10 million payout. But it's just, it just seems so bizarre to me. Also in Bizarre Video, Sam Stein, who is from the Huffington Post and uh, makes a regular appearance on Morning Joe, I think made a real bad joke today. And I think had any of us made a joke about a president... Uh, being shot as being bad treatment, uh, we'd, we'd be in hot water. And I'm referring to the fact that Donald Trump said he was treated badly by the media, worse than anyone ever gets treated by the media. And uh, Sam Stein decided to comment on that. 
He just no. seems incapable of not making it about himself. I would argue that there are presidents who were treated a bit more unfairly. Yeah. You might put Lincoln on the list. Yeah. You know, Reagan was shot. Just uh, a smidge. <laughs> okay. The White House was burnt down it's under Madison, I think. That's painful. unfair. Well, the White House was burned down under Madison, but I don't think the press did it. And uh, Trump was talking about being treated unfairly by the press. Uh, the last time I checked, uh, David Hinckley, not a member of the press. Or whatever his name was. it David Hinckley or Robert Hinckley? Hinckley. The guy who shot Reagan. Not a member of the press. So, first of all, Lincoln did receive bad treatment from the press. But the White House was not burned down by members of the media, Sam Stein. So, bad joke, sir. Very bad joke. Bad form all around. There was also, when we, when we talk about leadership, we talk about the, the ratings of the president. And granted, this president is not exactly kicking ass in ratings. He's not exactly burning up the ratings charts, getting a lot of love and affection from the American people. As a matter of fact, he's probably, depending on which rating service you, you believe, which polling data you support, he's probably in the high 30s, low 40s range. Now, that's very different from Congress, though, isn't it? Where is Congress? Congress is probably in the high teens. So why all the focus around the president's numbers when we all know that Congress is in a much worse place? And these are the people we now know aren't doing anything. That's what I don't understand. Why, why are we offended or upset about the president's low approval numbers when the, the people who write the bills, the people who are supposed to be taking care of business for us, the people we hired to do that, not the executive, but the people we hired to do the heavy lifting, their, their approval rating stinks on ice. Former congressman from the 13th District of Florida, David Jolly, was talking about this late last night. And I think he makes a really fair point, And I think it also should encourage us all to pay attention and lean on our congressman a little bit harder. This is David Jolly, no longer in office. I've had every job in the U.S. House of Representatives, starting as an intern answering phones, sleeping in my car. Every staff job up to being a member of Congress, I have never been more disenchanted than when I actually served as a member of Congress. Both parties, the leadership of both parties, neglect their responsibilities and faithfulness to the people. There is a lack of fidelity to the job to which they were elected. And what you're seeing there is a carelessness of House leadership on the Republican side, but I believe personally it exists on both. The detachment that the American people feel from congressional leadership is reflected in exactly what Kevin McCarthy joked about. That is not a joking matter. And he offended the job he holds, and he offended the American people who entrust him to serve as majority leader of the House of Representatives. I like what he said. And he's referencing Kevin McCarthy because Kevin McCarthy and this sort of fake story that the Washington Post was thrown out there today, McCarthy and the tape from a private meeting that, that Paul Ryan declared to be off the record but was leaked to the Washington Post 
it was a, a meeting where McCarthy said that um, that he believed uh, Dana Rohrabacher and and Trump were paid by Putin. And then he, he jokingly, because they were laughing in the room, this is from uh, June 15th of last summer, he jokingly said, I swear to God. And then Ryan said, of course, this is off the record and kind of silenced him. But once again, McCarthy, um, could you stop stepping in it? You were the guy who on Hannity's show said that the GOP was worried about Hillary Clinton, so we created this Benghazi panel to take her numbers down, and you referenced her poll numbers. You know, I really think term limits would solve a lot of our problems. Term limits would go a long way to cleaning up some of the bigger problems we have today. i got a couple more things I need to share with you. When we get back... Um, I'm, I was going to debate the president's trip, but I don't even think, because as you heard me say in the promo, I I don't believe, I don't believe we need to stop his trip. I think he's absolutely fine, especially when you hear, did you hear the Jim Comey clip? I'm not going to play it again. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm not saying that we had anything to do with it. However, the stock market in the last eh, the last hour since we started playing the clip from uh, Jim Comey, the clip where he explains that he was never, ever forced, since we've done that, the stock market has jumped, oh, about 100 points, maybe a little bit more. And I can tie it because you can time it. You can actually look at the chart of the day and you can see it. We actually saw it spike. And it says upbeat data lures investors back after Trump's slump. And you know what the up- upbeat data was. It was Jim Comey saying he was never forced to do it. And if he had been, it would have been a big deal. So everybody, uh, you're welcome. Your 401ks and, and all of your portfolios, you're welcome that Pure Opelka helped out. Even you people in the, in the Clinton uh, office, your 401ks are solid today. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate you looking out for me. Uh, now I got to get back to the business of doing the American people. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. Uh, we have tomorrow. I have to remind you again and again and again, tomorrow we wrap up the week. We were supposed to get our buddy, Angie Austin from, uh, Denver on the horn today because she has a collection of ridiculous stories that she wanted us to talk about. Crazy stories that we obviously didn't touch on. And, um, so we'll do the, the nutty stories that we missed from the week. It appears that Donald Trump is about to name his choice to replace Jim Comey as the director of the FBI. Now, he's taken off tomorrow. He leaves tomorrow and flies to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia for the first leg of this 
this global trip where he'll meet with the king and the crown prince and the deputy crown prince. I, I don't understand the concept of a deputy crown prince. And then um, Sunday, he's going to meet with leaders of more than 50 Muslim countries and give what they're calling or predicting will be, quote, an inspiring direct speech on the need to confront radical ideology and the hopes for a peaceful vision of Islam, close quote. I have heard there is going to be some sort of presentation to attempt to create a union of states from the Middle East, similar to how NATO operates. I don't know if that's going to come about. We'll see. Then Monday, he's in Jerusalem to meet with the Israeli president and lay a wreath at Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial, and then a private meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu, Tuesday with the Palestinian president in Bethlehem. He'll pray at the Wailing Wall. On Wednesday, he hangs out with the Vatican, uh, at, with Pope Francis at the Vatican, and the Italian president, Thursday with the Belgian king. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And then Friday, the G7 summit in Sicily. So... Uh, there's going to be a busy week for the president. I'm glad he didn't get pressured into changing his plans. I just wonder where he's going to play golf. This is the longest time I think the president will have gone since the election without playing golf. It's going to be interesting. But you have to be here tomorrow. We're going to wrap up the week in pure Opelka fashion. There's obviously going to be a few surprises. And, um, and I'm not going to leak them. But yeah, we'll talk about the new FBI director, which I predict we will know before we meet again. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.